The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, guys? This is the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey. Not joined by any of my co-hosts tonight as they are sick, bailed on me, whatever it is. But I am joined by good buddy David Hellman from DallasCowboys.com. David, what's up, man? How are you? Connor, good to be on. Happy to be your fallback plan. (laughs) You've literally saved the day because I was going to sit on here. And I'm sure you've done this in the past, but recording a podcast by yourself is the least fun thing in the world to do. I'm actually, I'm really fortunate uh, over at the mothership. I mean, we've got, you know, we've got like 18 people who do podcasts. So like you got to go pretty far before you run out of names. So I don't, (laughs) I don't know if I've ever actually done one by myself. That does sound difficult though. It is easily the least favorite thing that you could ever do is just talk to yourself into a microphone for, I mean, nobody, nobody, you know, we all, if you get into this industry, you probably like, at least have like a twinge of narcissism. Like you like to hear yourself talk at least a little bit, but nobody just wants to hear themselves talk for like a half hour with no interruptions. You start to feel like a jerk after a while. I mean, everybody I feel says the word like a lot when they're like on the radio. Mm. I do it all the time. When you're recording by yourself, every other word's like, and then you get like five minutes in and you're just like, this is the worst thing I've ever done. So my, my big thing that I've picked up on over the last year is I say, you know, a lot. And uh, so if you ever listen to my work or anything like that, and it drives you crazy, I promise you, I am aware of it (laughs) and I am working on it, but there's only so much you can do. Before we get started. I want to thank everybody for listening. I hope everybody had a happy, happy holiday. David, Christmas, everything go good? New Year's coming up this weekend. You got any big plans? Um, yeah, I mean, Christmas was fine. Like, And I'm not trying to be like, woe is me or anything, but just Christmas always falls during football season. So that kind of hampers what you can do a little bit. But good, productive, nice Christmas. Everybody I know was safe. Everybody's doing good. So that's all I can ask for. Um yeah, I'll probably hang out with our friend Jeff Cavanaugh for New Year's. Um, yeah, nothing nothing too fancy. Watch some college football and uh, get ready for the Cardinals game. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, we got a 
big Cardinals game coming up and then Philly to close out the season. We'll touch on some of that probably this in this podcast, but I really wanted to spend time on, we talked a lot last podcast about, you know, the offense was had fallen off the face of the world and everyone thought that we were never going to get out of that hole. And it seems like they pulled themselves out of that hole pretty easily against the football team. Um, while we're hoping we see, you know, a, an exact replica of that coming up this weekend against Arizona. I do want to kind of go back and talk about some of the things that maybe we're concerned about uh, with this football team heading into the playoffs, seeing as they are the NFC East champions, it looks like they'll be still got a shot at the number one seed. Maybe it's not quite likely, but they're sitting into that number two seed and really don't see them getting, you know, below three realistically. So there's a few spots on the, the team in general that, I have concerns about, and I wanted to bounce them off of you and get some of your thoughts as well. For me, it's still the linebackers. Um, I think that's an issue that, you know, with Micah, when Micah's not rushing the passer and he's playing linebacker, linebacker, it's fine. But we still see a lot of Keanu Neal not playing to the level that a lot of people thought he could coming into this year. And I know a lot of people, including myself, were excited about him uh, being a free agent addition. But What's your level of concern with the linebackers, and do you think it's something that they can be okay with going into the playoffs? Okay, so I, I completely agree with what you just said. And, yeah, I mean, I don't think Keanu's been terrible, but I don't think he's played up to probably the expectation. Like, when he signed, he was the biggest name that they signed. Right. At free uh, he'd been to a Pro Bowl. He's played with Dan Quinn all that good stuff. So like you had a lot of optimism that he was going to be the best of the bunch. And that, that definitely hasn't been the case. Like I said, I really don't think he's been awful. He's right. just kind of been, he's, he's kind of been there. And I would, uh, I would put Leighton in the same category of like, certainly not amazing. Certainly he's had some games that were pretty rough, but like across the stretch of the season, again, he's just, he's kind of been there. Um, but what I think is funny is, like, when you said that, my eyebrows kind of raised up because, like, I don't worry about that a whole lot at all, to be honest with you. And I'm curious as to why, because they're not great. Um, but I guess linebacker play just hasn't really burned them badly to this point in the year. And I think there's a few reasons for that, probably. Number one is that Micah can do it. And so he can get back there and help you out with that. He's made a lot of plays in coverage, particularly over the last like month of the season that make you feel good about that. Um, and then on top of that, for the most part, like the Cowboys have spent a lot of the season playing with the lead. Right. And so you can really mitigate the linebacker impact when teams aren't able to run the ball on you. And for the most part, that kind of seems like it's been the case. And I guess one more thing I would throw in is that, I mean, can we just be real and call Jaron Curse a linebacker anyway? I mean, that's... Donovan Wilson too, really, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> Dan, Dan Quinn has gotten really into this big nickel thing with three safeties. And and Jaron Curse, I, I mean, again, going back to the Keanu thing... If you'd asked me to rank all of the free agent signings in the spring, he probably would have been last on my list. And lo and behold, I mean, he's he's been one of the three or four most consistent playmakers on this defense all year, in my opinion. So uh, I think that's probably why. Like, I don't disagree with you. The linebacker plays certainly isn't great. I definitely think it's something they need to address in the spring. But I also 
I'm not super worried about it in terms of what's up ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess a couple things. Like, one, right now with the offense looking like it's back on track, it's hard to find many things that you're, like, worried about, which is great going into the playoffs. Um, and then, two, I guess for me, when I look at it, when I look at the games they've lost this year outside of really Tampa Bay in week one, like Oakland ran the ball on you pretty well, and then Denver ran the ball on you pretty well in those games. And that that's my biggest concern, that if you're not able to get that lead, like – because it's not, you know, say it's a close game, teams are committing to running the football on you, you're going to see Philly at the end of the year, who's probably recently has said, you know, no matter what, we're just going to keep banging it at these teams. So I wonder yep. – Oh, my biggest thing is, is I wonder, you know, if then you're taking Micah off as a pass rusher, playing him as a linebacker, does that defense line, which again, you got Lawrence and Gregory and all those other guys as well. But that's like my biggest issue right now. It, outside, the the only other thing that I talk about is Greg Zerline, which we can, you know, we nailed all sure. those extra points last week. But I mean, there's not a ton of things to be worried about if this offense has finally clicked and they figured it out. But that was like well, that my is- one thing. You make, I mean, that's, that's a perfectly good point. And I mean, it's easy to imagine. It's easy to ma- to imagine like a gray 23 degree day at Lambeau Field. Yeah. And AJ, AJ Dillon, Dillon and Aaron Jones. <laughs> yeah, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are just teeing off on this defense. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I, I think that's a valid concern. Um, that Rams playoff game from a few years ago where oh, yeah. Todd Gurley and who was it at the time that just oh, oh like, god uh oh this is gonna drive me crazy because they signed him like two weeks before the game yeah. like oh what no i gotta look this up because it's he was gonna like me off. he was like 38 years old too on his seven yeah he was also i mean no no disrespect like i am certainly not in the best shape of my life but like he was <laughs> like he was like 20 pounds overweight i feel like he Oh, this is – I mean, I know this isn't good radio, but I just have to know. C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson. The, the C.J. Anderson. Game. I just – I Googled the box score, <laughs> and the the lead of the story was C.J. Anderson. That is the impact that he had on that game. So, yeah, I get it. Um, I think if I had to pick something that concerns me about the playoffs – it's that a lot of the teams in the NFC playoffs boast badass D tackles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we already saw we saw what Vita Vea and Indama Kinsu did in Week One. They, I mean, they bullied Tyler Biotish and Connor Williams. And I mean, that's not a knock on those guys; those are amazing players. But I mean, so you got Donald with the Rams. You got. Um, you got Gary and Kenny Clark with the Packers. You got Vita Vea and Sue with the Bucks. So I just feel like uh, there's some teams in, in, that are going to be in these playoffs that can really test your interior line, which across the entire season has probably been one of the most consistent problem spots. Yeah, no, that, that's a really good point too. And really makes you think more like not, not that, you know, we're talking about like things that concern us about the team, but like things that might concern me against teams in the playoffs is all these quarterbacks in the NFC are really good. You know, like Aaron Rodgers probably ain't going to throw you too many picks to Trayvon Diggs. Tom Brady probably ain't going to turn it over. And even though he did it in week one, you know, they had two picks in week one. One of those was a, yeah. a, a if you're a banking winning. on getting, if you're banking on getting like more than a takeaway against Brady, you're probably setting yourself up for disappointment. 
Yeah, no doubt. And I, and I mean, again, like to kind of, we've talked a lot about who do you want to, you know, who do the Cowboys want to not face in the playoffs? What seed do they need to try to get to not play such and such? I mean, realistically, I think anybody they play in that first round, I'm not saying they can't lose, but I'm not going to be super concerned with because the Cardinals are kind of spiraling right now. If you end up playing the Cardinals, I'm not super worried about it. I mean, are the Rams some big threat to you? I mean, obviously they got Donald Ramsey. They got really good players, but watching them play the last month, I'm kind of at the point with them where I'm like, Matthew Stafford has morphed into the Matthew Stafford that we've seen for the past decade now. And that offense, you know, Cooper Cup's dangerous, but they lost Robert Woods, who was such a big part of their offense. Like, are you terrified of the Rams or Cardinals right now? I, well, the crazy thing is, and I, I said this on one of our pod, on my podcast, Cowboys Break, yesterday, is like for the first time, this is my, this is going to be my ninth season, and this will be the fourth time I've covered the Cowboys in the playoffs. Uh, and this is the first time in my career, I don't think the Cowboys should be scared of anyone. Yeah, um, I agree. And, and that, had, like, I'm not that guy. Like, if you know me at all, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm glass Same. half empty, like, you know, in 2016, I was like, man, I don't think they want any part of the Packers. Or in 2014, right. it was like, I know they beat Seattle, but they ain't winning a rematch in Seattle. Like, that ain't happening. But this year, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be hard, and you can't predict the way these games go. But um, they they have just as good of a reason to think that they're better than everybody as anyone else does. Um, but I think the flip side to that is probably – I mean, if you're the Rams, like we're, and I agree with you, like we're sitting here saying like, oh, the Rams have kind of lost a step. They're missing Robert Woods or the Cardinals have lost three in a row, but those teams are probably sitting there saying, yeah, Dallas has been playing 500 football since Halloween. Like, so yeah. what, who cares if they beat the crap out of a depleted Washington team? Like that's that they should do that. So um, I think that's what makes this thing fun. And honestly, like I'm, I'm so excited for this Cardinals game because the stakes aren't super high. Like both teams are already in the playoffs. So you don't have to worry about that, but uh, this should just be an interesting test against a pretty good team. Like I know the Cardinals have lost recently, but they're, it's amazing. They've lost three in a row, but they're already at 10 wins. Like that's how well <laughs> they've played this season. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, May you know if you win or maybe even they win dominantly like that wouldn't surprise me I'm not saying they're going to but the way the Cowboys have been playing at home this year that that wouldn't shock me at all so this will just be like a really interesting litmus test for um for what we should expect in this wild card round because I agree with you I mean there's nobody that they could draw in the first round that I would be super worried about but I'd rather play Philly, New Orleans, or Minnesota than LA. I'll Absolutely. tell you that right now. Absolutely. Like I, I'm not trying to play the Rams in the first round of the playoffs. No, thank you. So let me ask you, we talked about the, which I'm kind of with you on it, but like we both kind of have the glass half empty approaches to a lot of things. And this really isn't a glass half empty approach, but they play Arizona and Philly to close out the year. Those are two teams that they could legitimately see in the first round of the playoffs. Do you think that we could get back to, which I thought a little of the Kellen Moore holding stuff back talk was a little ridiculous, and I thought that kind of got a little bit overblown. But, like, is there a situation where this team goes into these last two weeks 
and maybe does hold things back because the odds of them playing Philly or Arizona in that first round is, I mean, really like those are the two teams that they're slotted to play right now is Philly. If they go to the stay the two seed or Arizona, if they go to the three seed, um, do you think that that's a legit thing that we could see is they don't want to put too much out on tape for a team that they're probably going to see in the first round of the playoffs in a couple weeks. I'm intrigued by what that means because like, okay, just for example, like the hook and ladder play that they broke out on the first possession the other night, which I love, by the way, like I thought that was awesome. I wish Amari had held on to the ball. <laughs> um, yeah. Like maybe, maybe keep some of that stuff in your bag. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I mean, Kellen's Kellen's good for something like that every one to two weeks, whether it's, the Terrence Steele play or the week before that they get, they gave Connor McGovern a look in the end zone, the hook and ladder play, the uh, one of my favorite plays of the season, the fake option toss, like uh, when they faked it to Zeke and then threw it through him on the pole. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Maybe, maybe this isn't the time to pull that stuff out, but like in terms of like week 16, everybody knows what your bread and butter is. Like everybody knows that they're going to try to get Dak on the move and play action Everybody knows the type of runs that Zeke and Pollard excel at. Um, you have a pretty good idea of like the concepts that they prefer to use with their receivers. So like to some degree, like I like you're not gonna hide that stuff. Everybody right. knows what you like to do and what you're good at at this point in the season. But yeah, in terms of like yeah, with the division and the playoffs secure, maybe I'm trying to keep some of the tricksy stuff to myself. Uh, but then the counter to that is if you put that on tape and people start preparing for it, then you can counter that. You know what I mean? Like then yeah. you can call plays that take advantage of that. So uh, I, I don't really, I guess my, the short version of the answer is I'm not really worried about it. Cause I think if you're a good coach, which I think Kellen Moore is, there are ways that you can counter people even preparing for what you do, but yeah, just in general, Maybe maybe keep some of the really fun stuff and hold it for two more weeks. And I really didn't think about that until we started this podcast and talking about it. Maybe it's just because I'm bad at my job and doing this and thinking about that stuff. But you are not. Like, I promise you. That's, <laughs> you can't. You can't be bad at this. All you have to do is have, have like an informed opinion, and it is what. And it log is. into Twitter every day. That's that's the that's the the rules. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, it just really didn't come to me that these next two opponents are, you know, pretty high percentage teams that you're going to face in the first round of the playoffs until we start talking about it. So that's a really good point. And that's why, like it kind of, it hit me on Sunday night, like in the third quarter where I was just like, man, they got to do everything they can to get the two seed because at this point we've got such a sample size that says, this team is so much better at AT&T Stadium than they are anywhere else. And I mean, Dude. they've played Dude. some they've played some good games on the road, don't get me wrong. Like to go into Minnesota and win without Dak, amazing. The New Week England one, Tampa Bay. With yeah, played great at Tampa, beat New England. Didn't play a great game at Kansas City, but like played played the Chiefs close in their house. I mean, that's not anything to feel ashamed about. Um but even still, like they just murder people at AT&T. Like I, I did the math on this today. Their average, the average score of their home games is 38 to 16. 
So they're just dropping 40 burgers and not, and just not allowing points. And I like, you can come at me that the teams that they've beaten at home aren't that good. And you would be right, but this is still the NFL. Like to just consistently be beating people 40 to 20 is not normal. Like division games too. Like they played Giants at home, Washington at home. I mean, they they was at home, so they they've absolutely crushed like five different teams at home. And they, like again, I don't care what their record is; that just isn't supposed to happen in this league. So, if you think if you are the even if you're the two seed, even if you don't get a buy, you get two. You're guaranteed two home playoff games if you win your first one. Like you can't go on the road as the two seed, and so. That gives you a hell of a chance to be in the conference championship game if you get to play both of those games at home. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, gosh, Baker, Baker just screwed us last week. And <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that was like so many people were so many people were mad that they didn't throw a flag, but I was like, the dude threw four picks. Like, we're that's, really gonna are we really gonna get that shitty with the refs when the quarterback played that poorly think- all game? I was like, I was prepping dinner and like kind of watching out of the corner and corner of my eye. And he threw like the third one or the fourth one. I was like, Jesus Baker. Like, okay, I can't even, I can't do anything with this. Like I'm not, I don't even watch this anymore. Cause you're just killing, you're killing the competitive portion of this game. We got to cross our fingers that Minnesota can, uh, Minnesota's got, Green Bay this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, this weekend or next weekend. So that's going to be. Uh, it's Minnesota this week, and they finish Detroit. with Detroit. So, yeah, it's got to be this week or probably not at all. I can't imagine. Hey, we Green said Bay. that about the, the Cardinals a couple weeks ago at the Lions. I know, too, that... but – and look, like, I know Cowboy fans hate me because of how much I admire Aaron Rodgers, but so I'll, bet, I'll bet my life savings that, that Aaron Rodgers ain't letting his team lose to the Lions if the one seed's on the line. There's no way. Yeah, he's a uh, he's probably the in my eyes the MVP this year. But I think Tom Brady is the greatest and most accomplished quarterback to ever play. Most talented. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is the like best, yep. most talented quarterback that I've ever seen. I don't I, I don't care if that's controversial. I'm with you. I've been saying that for years. Was what? And I thought a couple of years ago that both of them were done too couple of years ago and right before tom went to buccaneers and aaron was yeah the worst qbr of his career i was like wow we're seeing two goats just go out at the same time and now they're both playing an mvp level again and so. both look like they're <laughs> gonna be playing for like at least three or four more years too yeah just killing me but um all right before we get out i wanted to ask you i know you're around all the time but uh, a lot of talk today about dan quinn and kellen moore getting requests from Jacksonville, um, what are your thoughts on that? And do you think that that's going to be a common theme around the league for teams looking for head coaches? I mean, absolutely, it's going to be a theme. And Jacksonville and Vegas are the only teams that have openings right now. So those are the only teams that can even inquire right now. But Who else do we see having openings? Yeah, I mean, as we get closer, I mean, Chicago is going to be open, I would guess. Um Maybe Denver. I'm not confident about that yet. Minnesota, you think? I would be. I yeah. I, I mean, unless unless they just go on this amazing run and like not just make the playoffs, but like go deep into the playoffs, I could see Minnesota being open. I could see Carolina being open. Um, 
God, I, mean, I was wrong. I was wrong about that one. I thought Matt Rule was going to be a dude as a coach, just the way I'm, he ran the college program. I'm with you. I I'm <laughs> I I thought the same. And like on, I mean, Brian Kelly will probably be successful at LSU. But there was a rumor for like a day and a half that LSU wanted Rule, and I was like, do it, do it, get him out of Carolina. That would be amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. Um, but I mean, just in general you can always count on like six to 10 jobs being open in any given cycle. So like there's going to be teams and yeah, I mean, Kellen Moore is currently overseeing the number one offense in terms of points and yards. And they've been up there his whole tenure, like even in years, you know, even 2019 when they were mediocre, they were still way up there. And honestly, even last year when they lost everybody, they, I mean, they weren't the, they weren't close to being the best, but like they were still fairly productive for an offense that was functioning with so many losses. And then obviously Dan Quinn, is there an award? I know they do this in college football. Is there an award for assistant coach of the year in the I don't NFL? Think so. There should be. And coach Dan of the Quinn, year and executive of the year, but I don't think they do an assistant coach or anything like that. They should. If be. there, if there was an assistant coach of the year award, Dan Quinn would win it. Um, to take this defense from what it was last year. Yeah, they did. I mean, they invested a bunch of draft picks in it, but still you're talking about rookies and then a bunch of bargain bin free agent signings that nobody wanted <laughs> that nobody else wanted their top. I think they're seventh in scoring their third in DVOA and they lead the league in takeaways. I mean, that's freaking incredible. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think, damn near every team that has an opening is probably going to want to talk to those two guys. It, it just, it is what it is. It's the byproduct of success. I think if I'm trying to make Cowboy fans feel better, I think those, they seem like guys that are going to be very discerning about their opportunities. Like Dan Quinn's done it. Yeah. He's been a head coach. He's, he's had the highs and the lows. He's not just going to jump at any opening because he All wants right. to be a head coach. Like it's going to have to be, the exact right situation. And then I think Kellen is in a somewhat similar situation where he's like, I can stay here as long as they want me. The quarterback loves me. We've got all this talent. And so if I don't feel wonderful about the situations that are presented to me, I can hang out for another year or two and do this again next year. I mean, as long as, as long as Dak and the receivers are here and the offensive line is decent, this should be a pretty good offense. So um, I'm not saying they're both going to stay. I just think that they're, they would have to be like wowed by the situations that they're presented with to want to leave right now. Yeah. No, I, I, the only reason I brought that question up is because I, I know I was listening to Brian brought us on the radio today and he actually said that he had heard that like, you know, Dan Quinn's name really wasn't in the conversation as much. And I think there was a ESPN ranking that came out today of head, you know, coordinators who could get head coaching jobs and Kellen Moore's name wasn't on it. So I was just, well, I mean, you would think that both of those guys would be at the top of a lot of teams lists, but there's kind of well, been like some murmurs that it wasn't that way. And I was just confused why <laughs> it's well, and I'm just playing devil's advocate. Cause I think they're both great. I think they would both do a good job, but so whether it's fair or not, Kellen's offense has struggled for a lot of the last six weeks so I think that probably diminishes his star at least a little bit. But again, I mean, 
if they keep this, if they keep doing what they were doing Sunday for two more weeks and then succeed in the playoffs, everybody's going to forget about that. Absolutely. And then it sucks for Dan, but he doesn't fit like the sexy mold for what everybody wants in a head coach right now, which is everybody wants a McVay or a Shanahan, which is like yep. a young, cool guy who calls the plays and knows everything about offense and all that type of stuff. So, which uh, sucks because Dan Quinn did what every fan base screams about when like, you know, you do get a guy who used to be a head coach or was a college head coach or whatever it is. Like Dan Quinn got fired took time off and like changed everything about the way that he coaches, like went from being, you know, a cover one, cover three heavy defense that, you know, was outdated. And a lot of people had concerns with to just like mixing up his coverages all the time and, you know, blitzing more than he ever has. Like he completely changed the way that he coaches defense. And so many people were always like, you know, what how's McVay gonna adapt you know he's struggling now and like I mean Dan Quinn took time off in an offseason but he went from he's just an old guy so I feel like the old guy doesn't get the respect that the young he's an old guy who unfortunately has the worst loss in NFL history tied to him forever I mean I'm I'm not trying to be mean I love Dan Quinn but that's just let's just call it what it is um and again, I mean, defensive coaches just aren't sexy cells to fan bases. Like, yeah. every, I mean, you want McVay, you want Sean Payton. I mean, look at what, look at what Payton did for the Saints and and everything they've accomplished with him, kind of as like the mad scientist tinkering with the offense. And it's not fair because there have been a lot of great defensive-minded coaches over the years that have absolutely won, won Super Bowls and this, that, and the other, but. Uh, that's just not what drives clicks and, and all that type of stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that the other day when, when it came down that they were probably going to hire Quinn. I remember talking and tweeting a lot about, I was like, well, this makes perfect sense if you think about it, because the Cowboys know that like, they don't have a lot of like cap space to sign all these new players So they just need to get back to a scheme that their current defense already knows so that they can just try to get back to competency as quickly as possible. And like Quinn, Quinn hasn't been that guy at all. Like I came in expecting to see Marinelli 2.0, like (laughs) let's just do, we'll just do cover two and cover three exclusively. And that hasn't been this defense even a little little bit. So yeah um it's it's been fun i've i've never in my career i don't think i've ever had fun watching a cowboys defense let alone this much fun yeah absolutely i mean i'm 26 and this is this is the best defense i've ever ever seen for sure i when they were at fedex a few weeks ago i just remember like I was like half asleep watching the offense, trying to figure it out. And I was like, can they just punt so we can see the defense do something yep. fun again? Yep. And oh. I've never, I've never felt that way. Like, I guess, so this is my ninth season. So my first season was 2013. Uh, and every year it's either been mediocre or an outright disaster. Like you used to like dread having to watch the defense and yeah, man, it's, it's, it's still pretty surreal to think about. For sure. All right, I'm gonna let you get out of here. I know you uh you got a lot of work to do and 
and we appreciate all the, the stuff you bring. You want to plug anything before we head out? I mean, I know everybody listening has probably already follows you on Twitter and knows where to find you, but if they don't. Say, uh, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're listening, you probably know where to find me, but I'm at Hellman DC on Twitter. I'm on Cowboys Break. You can find that on DallasCowboys.com or any of any wherever you get podcasts. I do a TV show with my friend Kelsey called The Star at Night. Uh, yeah, there's just like 18 different ways you can see <laughs> my ugly mug talking about the Cowboys. So I appreciate it. Dalton didn't feel good enough to come get on the podcast tonight with me, but he did feel good enough to make fun of you on Twitter earlier. So that's 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 what Dalton does. Dalton is one of my favorite trolls. Like whenever there's like a short list of people, it's like Bobby Belt, obviously, <laughs> Dalton, Kavanaugh um there's a few people like whenever i see their names on my notification screen i'm like oh no what am i getting what's what did what i what about? did i post earlier that I yeah didn't what am i about to get into but <laughs> i wouldn't have it any other way love to hear it david thanks so much you saved the day uh i don't know what i would have done without you tonight so i appreciate you coming on and uh talking some cowboys with us for a little bit anytime buddy uh you have a happy new year and uh we'll talk to you soon you as well, man. And thanks, everybody, so much for listening. We'll be back next week on the Talking Star Podcast. See you guys then.